You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. It's great to be with you again today as we pursue God together. And this week we're diving into the subject of temptation from James chapter 1 and how it works in our lives. All of us are routinely tempted in life, and it's not God who causes it because he only puts good desires in us that are healthy for us. For instance, our God-given attraction to food. It's a good thing because without an appetite, you wouldn't eat and your body wouldn't be nourished. But when we escalate that to gluttony, it's a bad thing. Our attraction to drink is a good God-given thing. If you didn't have a thirst, you wouldn't drink liquid and it would eventually kill you. But when we escalate it to intoxication, it's a bad thing. Our desire for sleep is a good God-given thing, but our own self-induced laziness is a bad thing. The desire for sex is a good God-given thing, but when we engage in it outside of the covenant commitment of marriage, it's a bad thing. Finding someone attractive is a good thing. God put that desire in you, but becoming obsessed and fixated and lustful on someone is a bad thing. You see, the problem happens when that routine attraction turns into a runaway attraction. Now, our key verse today is from James chapter 1, verse 14. But each of you is tempted when you are dragged away by your own evil desire and enticed. But each of you is tempted when you are dragged away by your own evil desire and enticed. If you were to ask James, what is the source of my temptation? He would just say, look in the mirror, because each of you is tempted when you are dragged away by your own evil desire and enticed. And James uses a couple of illustrations that are like right out of Field and Stream magazine. The first one is dragged away. Dragged away carries with it the idea of baiting a trap, alluring something into a trap. Notice he doesn't say you just suddenly fall into a hole, but he says you're dragged away. It's a process. It happens over time. Friends, most headline-making sins don't happen suddenly. They usually happen gradually. A married friend of mine was riding a tram in the Tampa, Florida airport one time, and an attractive flight attendant put her hand on his hand as he held to the rail, and she seductively said to him, Delta is ready when you are. And he was nearly speechless. I think he murmured something like, I fly United. Occasionally, people fall suddenly to a fatal attraction like that, but usually, it happens gradually over time. You're dragged away. Most affairs don't result from a brief encounter at an airport. They're gradually developed by people who rub shoulders every day at work, among friends, even at church. Now, the next illustration James uses is actually a fishing term. He says, each of you is tempted when you are dragged away by your own evil desire. And then he says, and enticed. Enticed is a fishing term, which means lured by bait. Now, I've done quite a bit of fishing in my life, and I can tell you that the biggest secret of great fishing is the right bait. And you've got to get the right kind of bait for the right fish. Put a bare hook in the water and how many fish do you think you'll catch? Not many. You've got to deceive them. You've got to trap them. You've got to make them think they're getting something other than a hook. Now, friends, we're responsible for our own evil desires. But guess who is baiting the hook? Guess who makes sin looks good? It's the evil one. It's Satan. James doesn't mention Satan specifically here, but he does elsewhere in this book. Jesus taught in John 8, that Satan is a liar and the father of all lies. He's the great deceiver. It's what he did from the very beginning when he whispered in Eve's ear, if you eat the forbidden fruit, you will not surely die. 
And Satan is still enticing. He's still baiting us with his lies. And he transforms routine attractions into runaway attractions. You must have this. You must acquire this object of your fixation. You've gone without for too long. It will be fantastic. Go out with him even though he's married. There's no harm. Cross that ethical line. Have a little fun. Bend the rules a little. Everyone does. And then after all of those lies, he gives the capper of all cappers and says, and best of all, there won't be any consequences. No heartbreaks, no complications, no regrets, no sad morning afters. Someone said it's like he's trying to get you to sit down in an electric chair that's been disguised as a lazy boy. Now, once in a while, someone will say to me, Gene, do you really believe in a literal evil being? Do you really believe that Satan exists and has a sinister agenda to wreak havoc in our lives? Friends, I do. I believe it because of my confidence in the integrity of the Bible, but I also believe it because of the proof. It just seems pretty overwhelming. I mean, how else do you explain the fact that there have been over 100 million people slaughtered on battlefields over the last century? How else do you explain the fact that 10,000 little children starve to death every day, 24 hours, every 24 hours, while just across the border from them live house pets who are eating low-fat diets because they're putting too much weight on around the middle? How are you going to explain that stuff? A damaged chromosome? An ineffective school system? It's got to be deeper and darker than that. There is a force at work in this world and in your life and mine, and it's the force of evil. And James says you better know what you're up against and recognize you're being enticed by the evil one. He will attempt to twist routine attractions into runaway attractions until your dying breath. An old aging priest in the final years of his long life was asked by a young man, Father, when will I cease to be bothered by the sins of the flesh? The priest replied, Son, (laughs) I wouldn't trust myself until I had been dead and in the grave for three months. Each of you is tempted when you're dragged away by your own evil desire and enticed. Oh God, give us wisdom today. Help us even this day to see the traps that are out there, to see the enticement that are out there. Give us the eyes through the power of your Holy Spirit to be attuned, to be preventative, to put a hedge of protection around ourselves. Thank you that we don't have to give in to these desires. Thank you that you're always with us. Help us to be attuned to the traps of the evil one. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey honored to spend time with you. Thanks for sharing these with others. See you back here tomorrow.